Welcome back to the Troop Leader Experience podcast. I am back with, I know, your favorite kind of episode. Everyone always tells me this, and I try not to take it personally that you don't like my solo episodes as much. I'm just kidding. Anyways, we're here with an interview today, and my guest and I have just met, and although we've talked about a lot of non-Girl Scouty things so far, I actually don't know too much about her Girl Scout experience yet either, so I will let you introduce yourself. Please tell us who are you, where are you from, and how are you involved with Girl Scouts? Hi, it's great to be here. My name is Barbara cooley Thaw. I am a troop leader, a service unit manager, a day camp director. I'm in the Glen Oak service unit, which is outside of Pittsburgh, PA, and actually Swickley, if you if you know anything about Pittsburgh, and my council is Western Pennsylvania. I love that. I actually grew up in Pennsylvania. I mean, I was from Eastern Pennsylvania, but it's so fun to talk about Girl Scouts in that part of the country because it just brings back all my childhood memories. Oh, good, good. Okay, so let's start with your troop. What grade level and how large? Well, let me give you some background. When my daughter was in kindergarten, one of my good friends asked if I would be the 01, which if you've been around scouts for a long time, that's what they used to call the quote main leader. She had three older daughters. She was already leading their troops. So she asked if I would lead her kindergartner and my kindergartner be the 01. So I started then with my daughter, Rachel, as a daisy. So I was her troop leader for 13 years. Now, through that time, I became the finance manager and the community magnet manager and the service unit manager. Well, five of my leaders at that time were having their second daughter rising to be a scout. They were coming into kindergarten and they asked if I would be their leader. So, of course, I said, yes, love the kids. So I took a break between when my daughter graduated from high school And when I started again with those girls in kindergarten, last year, all but two of them graduated from high school again. So I did another 13 years. And I actually only have two gals right now uh, who will be graduating this year. Wow. Okay. So (laughs) you've done (laughs) all the things, all the levels. A couple times. Finishing up. (laughs) Do you think that you will be a troop leader again, or do you think this is the end of your troop leader chapter? Um, Here's here's an interesting thought. You've probably heard this. Someone talked about having a perennial startup troop leaders. And I said to one of my good friends who actually, it was one of her daughters was uh, in my second troop. Maybe we would do the startup Daisy thing. We have done it already twice. Parents, they're either timid about the whole process and they don't, they're just so overwhelmed with even the thought, or it takes a long time for the paperwork to get going. So she and I would go to the troops. We would start the troop. We would meet with the troop. We'd start on daisy petals, which are very easy to do. There's resources everywhere the parents who were interested in being a leader or we would parents we were hope would be interested in being a leader would be there and they would see the process they would see it wasn't scary and it wasn't overwhelming and the girls were delightful and so then we would get them going and of course it also made it legitimate because we would be there to meet the ratios and it made it legitimate in council's eyes 
for us to do that. And then as they got, you know, we would step back more and more and the new leaders would take over. And we talked about doing that as a standard practice. That way we wouldn't be floundering. So I don't know, that might be something in my future. Um, love the kids. Um, I don't know. I'm going to say that's a to be determined, but there's always that possibility. Yeah, I have a feeling if you were to get involved that way, that there will probably be another troop in your future. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> um, so tell me about this. Let's backtrack. Were you involved with Girl Scouts when you were growing up? Good question. All I remember, I was a Girl Scout. I was a brownie. There were na- no daisies, of course. I was a brownie. I'm 63. I remember wearing the brown beanie. I remember trying to hold on to my dime or quarter or whatever the dues were during school, you know, so I didn't lose it. It was like this big deal. And I don't really remember anything about the meetings, but I was a brownie for, I assume, one year. But that's, it's really, it's not, I, one of my friends, one of my co-leaders, you know, she did it, for, she did it 12 years. I've had several friends that did that. I did not have that experience. That's so interesting. So what made you decide to get involved in the first place as a volunteer? And why do you continue to come back? Um, so a flyer was sent home about Girl Scouts when my daughter started kindergarten. And this was September 95. I didn't really know any of the process. I had no idea. But as I had said about my friend who already had three daughters in troops that she was leading, she asked, if I would do this, she mentored me and I thought, hmm, why not? It was an opportunity to spend time with my daughter, Rachel. That is why I volunteered to be truthful. I was a band parent. I was a soccer parent. I was a, you know, a track mom, all of those things. I was also, of course, a Boy Scout leader. I like doing things with my daughter. I stayed with her troop for 13 years and then tried it again or did it again because it was good for me. I went rappelling. I went whitewater rafting. I learned about energy efficient buildings from an architect. I like crafts. I never did crafts with my own daughter. You know, people today will sit down and do crafts. I did not do that with my daughter, but I did as a troop leader. My dad, who was an Eagle Scout, my brother, my nephews, my son, we never went camping though. But I got to do that with my daughter. My dad taught me how to cook over a fire. You know, who doesn't love us some more? I guess another one of the big reasons, very significant why I stayed is because of my fellow volunteers. So many of these adults have become lifelong friends. They're smart and they're capable and they give so much to the girls. I also would mention for those people who are not so familiar with being a Girl Scout leader, as I said, I was a band parent. I chaperoned seven years of band camp. I did swimming. My kids did swimming and track. My kids were in the high school musical. I was a homeroom parent. All of those things are incredible, but you're not in charge. When I, when I recruit for new leaders, I actually, when I show up for recruitment for new leaders, I actually have a recruiter and a registrar in my community. I, I speak to that 
uh, many of them are starting out with their children in school and they're not quite familiar with the process. But when you do any of those other things, the times and the roles are dictated to you. Being a Girl Scout leader is unique in that you and the Scouts define the role. You really touched on so many of the things that I really love about being a Girl Scout volunteer myself and that are such big themes in this podcast, what I always come back to. And in particular, I love that you emphasized what your experiences have been, the things that you get to do. And, um, you know, I think it's really common that we do this for the girls and, and especially for those who join for their daughter, we do this for our daughters. We do this for our girls. And then we stay because we love what we get out of it. Cause we get all the same things that the girls get out of it. Absolutely. I never knew what geocaching was until I became a Girl Scout leader. I learned about binary uh, when I was doing, you know, a a journey with the kids. I mean, I had an engineer, we ran a program and an engineer from FedEx went through it all. And there I was absorbing it. It's awesome. I have so many things that I would love to chat with you about, but we already have a really a full quote unquote schedule of things to discuss. But I mean, I would love to hear about Girl Scouts compared to Boy Scouts. I would love to hear about (laughs) the current program versus older programs because you've been involved for, as you mentioned, 01. It made me smile. Um, that, That takes me back to my days of working for Girl Scouts before that all changed. So I'd love to hear all of that. However, let's see if we have time to touch on that at the end. And if not, maybe you'll come back and we can do another episode. Sure. So, um, okay. You've been involved in a lot of capacities, so this could apply to being a troop leader or to any of your roles in Girl Scouts, but what's one of your proudest moments as a volunteer? That's extremely challenging. I've been a Girl Scout volunteer for 28 years. And of course, highlighting all of that is spending time with my daughter. Well, my daughter, who is now 33, having to spend that time with my daughter. That said, there have been so many proud moments. That's why it is so challenging. I've watched numerous scouts for my own troops, for my community, master a new skill, make a new friend. I've watched them come out of their shell and shine. I've watched girls that have been afraid to try something, let's say repelling, or you know, when the girls were daisies, Overcoming a fear, being brave when you're in kindergarten, maybe tasting lima beans, which is one of the things we did. But any of these things, and it gradually gets more significant as they get older, there's tasks they thought were impossible and they overcame them. And I can tell you on the whole, that is extremely rewarding to watch. Yeah, I love that. That actually gave me chills a little bit. I mean, I smiled at the lima beans, But yeah, what a good message. Let's talk about day camp. So you're very involved with day camp, but for a lot of our listeners are very new to Girl Scouting. They're either going to be starting a troop for their local community for their girls, or they are within their first three years. Although it does seem like we do have kind of this big divide, which is just kind of true in Girl Scouts anyway. We have these a lot of brand new troop leaders and a lot of troop leaders who have been around for many, many years. But for all of those new volunteers, can you first explain a little bit what, what is day camp? What does that even mean? 
Well, day camp is really what it sounds like. It's a day camp. It's held only during the day. Um, contrast it with overnight or away camp. So the girls come in the morning, girls and leaders, and depart later in that day. So exactly what it says. Our community, I'm not sure how other communities approach it. Our community, Glen Oaks, we've started our day camp in 95. I was not at the first one. My daughter wasn't a scout yet, but the following year in 96, I worked in the craft area and I went then to a unit leader, to assistant day camp director, to director. So I've been there since 96, yikes. <laughs> in our camp, every year we have a theme. This year, our theme is under the sea. So we set it up again. This is how we do it. The girls earn, the scouts earn badges. We have crafts. And one of the things I implemented, I don't know, six, seven, eight years ago, are women that come to camp that have a connection with our theme. I want them, the, the whole idea is for them to meet women that have different careers, different passions, all those sorts of things. We also do all the Girl Scout tradition things. We do opening, closing flag ceremonies. We do grace before meals. We have a caper chart, which if you're not familiar with, we have is just, I have made them years ago. It's a circle and it has all of the jobs listed, fire starter, uh, stick collector, uh, hostess, all of the jobs that are needed at camp. And then there's clothespins that they write the child's name on and then they get the, that's how they choose their job. So that's a, that's a Girl Scouty thing. We use that, we use the buddy system. On Friday, and this is, we've taken this also to the next level. We have an all camp event, and then we have skits and awards for the scouts, the parents, the babysitters, grandparents. For instance, last year we had 137 scouts in camp. We had probably 25 adults in camp we had just shy of 300 people at all camp, you know, to see these skits and awards. The skits are, of course, put on by the, the units and the awards. Anybody that's volunteered, I give a silly award to. It's just a small way of saying thank you for a lot of them taking vacation time to show up and work with the gals. That's amazing. So tell me, what's your favorite camp that you've ever planned? <laughs> Wow. Um, since I said I've done this close to 20 years as the day camp director, um, the first one, the details are a little fuzzy. I can say that the camp has definitely evolved and continues to evolve. And there is one thing I say over and over and over, keep the kids safe. So that said, the first camp most likely for me, the details again, are fuzzy, but I'm sure it was overwhelming. I create every year a program manual that's several inches thick. When I coordinate camp, I approach it with my personality and the Girl Scout motto as being prepared. You know, if you do any event of which I do all sorts of events, there's always last minute glitches, there's a weather problem, there's a supply problem. There's things that are out of your control. So anything that I can control, 
I address beforehand. That's probably what I focused on the first camp, not so much the theme, any of those sorts of things. How do you keep the girls involved in the planning? My goal is for everyone to have a safe time. Each level earns three badges. They have skit time prep. They have creek time prep. There's two hours for lunch. All of these things have to be predetermined. You can't just say, well, here, throw some stuff at them and say, have at it. I want the scouts and the volunteers to walk away from this experience pro Girl Scouts. So when you're talking about girl planning, I will say I spend, I don't even know, the number of hours doing the details, creating and covering the details. For example, I have a spreadsheet that I use for grocery shopping. I put formulas into the columns based on the number of participants and their age for each unit. You know, I'm gonna buy more food for the cadets than the brownies. This is not this and a million other things, the crafts, which are dictated by badge work often and the supplies needed. This is not something that can wait for the scouts to figure out at the last minute. So getting the girls involved is a little trickier than, than with a troop meeting. Once they're in camp, there's all different directions they can take. There's a fair amount of leeway that the girls can control the experience. Maybe not the details and prep, but the experience itself. That makes a lot of sense. I really appreciate all the ways that we can talk about what girl-led looks like and how, you know, it still requires adults, <laughs> but, it, yes. but the girls being involved in different ways and taking on um, leadership in different ways, we can be creative. And in fact, we, we should be creative in finding ways to incorporate that idea of girl-led. And that doesn't mean that the adults aren't still also taking on leadership roles. So I really appreciate uh, the way that you kind of discussed all that. So for people who are listening, who are interested in being part of planning a day camp, obviously like an overall coordinator that, that would be very helpful or multiple overall coordinators, but what other roles can they fulfill other than coordinating? Like what types of volunteers do you need to pull off day camp? If we're talking pre-planning, I will say I have, and, and again, and this works for me, and it's a tremendous amount of, of effort on my part, but it all kind of works together. If someone just handled the, let's say the money coming in, that would be okay. But there is this big circle that has to be done. So pre-planning, there's not a lot of, in my opinion, or how we do it, we will have an evening or two where a couple of us will sit down. I'll make sure the paperwork is all together. You know, so Susie Smith, make sure her health form is in, make sure her permission form is in, make sure her payment is in. Um, and any of the other things, you know, Susie Smith's mom has said she could work on Tuesday. And so I have to make sure Susie Smith and mom are in the same unit. And so we'll sit down and do that together. And we also will sit down and place girls in units together. Typically I have four Browning units, two junior units and a cadet unit. And then the high schoolers are 
worker bees. In addition to that, I will say the other absolutely most important person in camp is my quartermaster. He's an Eagle Scout with two daughters, so he is my girl, so he is a Girl Scout leader. And we have an enormous amount of equipment. Several years ago, of course, this is kind of like a Boy Scout thing. We bought a trailer, Glen Oaks, our, our community bought a trailer. He all year long oversees, you know, our pie irons and our grates and our all of the things that we need for camp. He brings it down and the kit, of course he gets the bins ready. So every bin, I, I can't even tell you how much the, the leaders show up and that is my goal. I want my adults to be comfortable at camp. I have one friend, her goddaughter was coming to camp. She hates the outdoors, hates it with a passion. I gave her the Chorus Line Award. If you're familiar with Chorus Line, what I did for love, the song, that's the reason she was there is to be with her goddaughter. She walked away. It was a high, it was a great compliment. She goes, wow, it wasn't as horrible as I thought it was going to be. The equipment is given to you. And my quartermaster, his name is Kent. He has organized all of the utensils and the supplies. Every unit has a canopy and a grate and a water jug and a table. All of those things, which of course he manages, they're borrowed in and out all year long, which is, it's, it's an extensive role that years ago, we started buying water um, because it was very challenging. One of my main rules, and they tease me, is hydrate, hydrate, hydrate. I don't want anybody passing out. We were finding we were having even as much water as we would bring to camp. We would find we were having to, people were having to run home and refill the five-gallon jugs. So we started buying water, and he organizes that, which is a big deal. Um, our camp has a panel. I could have someone in charge with that. My, my assistant director and I, we sit down and come up with all the basics. Once I get to camp, I step back mostly. My work's done then, and uh, except for the chaos. It's, it's a big job, but without those people coming every single day, it could not happen. So what is it that you love about day camp and what do you think the benefits are for girls who participate? Okay, so if you're a badge-oriented scout, which there are some, my daughter was not badge-oriented. I never had troops that were super badge-oriented. But if you are, they will earn three badges that week. So that's, that's something that they like to do. Some of them, they have never cooked over a fire. Some of them just want to run around and play. Some of them like the skits. You know, years ago, we had to, you know, start signing kids in and out. And, and for safety reasons, our camp is kind of off of a kind of a windy back roads street. So I stand on the road with my clipboard, you know, and I scream kids' names and whatever when parents pull up, really chaotic. I often get a, a, a police officer to come and help. But I'm standing there and it was kind of died down. And I said, to the kids sitting there, they sit off to the side on their sit cans you know, what did you like best about today? And someone said, oh, you know, I liked walking in the creek. 
Someone's like, I like, like the walking tacos. Someone said they like the crafts. One woman, one little girl looked at me and said, Mrs. Thaw, I loved everything. So you never know what's going to speak to the scout. It may be something they're familiar with camping and being outdoors, or it may be something that's totally foreign. So we, we try to cover it all. Stepping back from just day camp and looking at the whole big picture in general, what advice would you give somebody who's considering volunteering for Girl Scouts? Two words, do it, you know, or I guess the Nike, three words, just do it. First of all, not as we all know, not everybody that volunteers has a child in Scouts. So this, I'm speaking to every person and not just women. Of course, you will spend the time with your daughter if that's your situation. But from Scouts, you will learn something from them every day. Not only have I made lifelong friends, my peers, I mean, these kids, the world is growing and changing. As I said, I'm 63. You either keep learning or get out of the way and, and hunker down in your own little world. And then your world, I think, gets smaller and smaller. You know, so you get to, you have the opportunity to be exposed to current things, things that you're not necessarily doing. It's phenomenal the width and breadth of what you get to experience and learn from the gals. And I will say, I have made, again, I get to spend time, I spent time with my daughter and then I spent time with kids. I would consider my almost daughters, the ones I don't have to financially support. I'm going to one of the, one of the gals for my first troop, her wedding's June 5th. I'm going to her wedding. I'm going, I'm meeting another one of the gals. She's a chem, chemical engineer here in Pittsburgh. I'm meeting her for dinner next week. You have these relationships that you will never, ever regret building. They are so important. And so with Girl Scouts, it's an opportunity and it's a structure for you to start that process. Yeah, that's so true. My favorite question that I love to ask everybody who comes on here, and actually I love to have this conversation with anyone I talk to about Girl Scouts in real life too. Um, so and we kind of touched on this earlier, but Girl Scouts bring so many benefits to the girls, but it also brings all of those benefits to the adults too. So what is one big way that you feel that Girl Scouts has impacted who you are and um, how you live your life? Wow. I will say, good question. It's impacted me, I would say, mostly the relationships. As I just said, as you age, you can find that you spend time only with people like you that have the same interests of you. They're in the same socioeconomic group as you. Girl Scouts allows you to broaden that seamlessly. There is no effort. You are with kids and adults that have so many different interests and so many different gifts and talents. And having that, I would say, is an enrichment. I do do many other type of volunteer events and activities. But Girl Scouts, I would say, has been the greatest enrichment in diversity 
And I'm not just talking gender or I'm not just talking socioeconomic or race or anything like that that we check a box for. I'm talking about you're meeting someone who has this career or this, this idea about something and you learn. And it's a very positive, you, you not necessarily adopt all of these things, but it's an enrichment and it allows you to grow and learn. And that is so important. I'm sure as you see, you leave school, you leave a job, you know, you get, you learn some things, but it seems to be very controlled. Girl Scouts allows the learning to be broad. And I appreciate that in so many ways. Yes, I appreciate that too. I love that. So well said. Thank you so much for joining me to talk about some of the, just a small peek into your experience with Girl Scouts as a troop leader and day camp. And like I said, I would love to dig into some of those other questions that are kind of the big topics in Facebook groups all the time, the Girl Scouts compared to Boy Scouts and how the program has changed. I feel like those conversations are always happening. So would love to chat with you again to talk about those things. But, um, But I do really appreciate your time today and I'm sure all of the listeners will as well. Thank you very much. I appreciate you making the time and uh, creating this podcast.